Well, damn. Where do you go from doing a rant video to talking about something that you would not expect to happen? You know, this past week, this past week we lost basically the person that I guess you could say raised the bar so high that no matter how good the person that comes after them is in this role, that person before them that raised that bar so high that it's unattainable will always be looked at as that character. You know, when you watch Mickey Mouse, you listen to Mickey Mouse, yeah, he has a different voice actor. He's had different voice actors throughout his, throughout his existence. Near a hundred years, by God. My God, nearly a hundred years. But the first thing that goes through your mind, especially when you learn about you know, his history, his origins, the first voice that goes through your mind that he's had, that, you know, is connected with him as Mickey Mouse, is Walt Disney himself. When you hear Mickey Mouse's voice, even now, you know, yeah, it's different, like I said, it's a different voice actor, but there's a part of you that still li listens and hears Walt Disney doing that voice. It's like with Transformers, Peter Cullen. You cannot say Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen, without saying Optimus Prime. You cannot, you know, talk about Peter Cullen and all the other voice actors, all the other voices, I should say, that he's done, and not say, you know, the one voice universally identified with him being Optimus. You you can't say it. I mean, he's done voices for Disney, he's done voices for Warner Brothers, Independence, and all that. And they've been great, they've been great roles that he's done, but it always comes back to, yeah, he's the voice of Optimus, no matter how you look at it. You look at Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve is looked at as Superman. And I'll give them credit. They've done what they can with Henry Cavill and even Brandon Roth before him and Dean Cain. But when you think of Superman from a real, from a live-action perspective or even how he's modeled, you know, in animation, it always goes back to Christopher Reeve. So when you think of Batman and you think of all the people that have portrayed him, vocally and on screen. The one name that always is synonymous with him is Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy basically became Batman. He became Batman so well that when they decided to do that Crisis on Infinite Earths miniseries for the CW, he was brought in to be Batman. He was brought in to be not just Bruce Wayne on screen, but Batman on screen. When they wanted to do the killing joke, Mark Hamill 
and Kevin Conway said we would not do another vocal um, session together, another recording session together as the Joker and Batman unless we got to do that. And they got to do it. They finally got to do the killing joke. I should say. They finally got to do it. And Kevin, on and off, would do the voice of Batman. But from Batman the Animated Series to Superman the Animated Series with the crossover of World's Finest to Justice League and Justice League Unlimited Kevin Conroy set the bar. He set the bar and it's such an unattainable level that despite how good everybody that's come before and after him they've not been able to reach. Michael Keaton cannot reach it. Okay? Christian Bale could not reach it. Okay? Val Kilmer could not reach it. George Clooney could not reach it. Adam West, God rest his soul, could not reach it. Even Ben Affleck could not reach it. And even What's his name? I can't think of it right now. Let me let me look it up. Uh, the guy that played Batman recently. The guy that recently played Batman. Let me let me look it up. I know it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue, guys. Robert Pattinson. Oh, Robert Pattinson. When he became Batman, you know, he did a good job as a young Bruce Wayne. But just like those I mentioned before, could never reach that level, that unattainable bar that Kevin Conroy set as the voice of Batman. When you read a Batman comic, crossover, spin-offs, connecting, whatever, and you read Batman's lines, you hear Kevin Conroy. When you see Louis Lovehog, a.k.a. Linkara of Atop the Fourth Wall, read a DC comic involving Batman and he dons that Batman mat that Batman mask of his whose voice does he impersonate more than anything Kevin Conroy's yeah you might say he's trying to make it sound all grovelly and everything but you could definitely tell the inspiration is Kevin's so in the end Kevin Conroy you know he is without a shadow of a doubt, the definitive Batman. And whoever they get after him, God, you know, God bless them. God bless them for whatever, you know, they attempt to do vocally as Batman. You got the Cape Crusader series that's being, you know, basically shopped around. Whoever they got to voice Batman, whether it was Kevin or not, if it's somebody new, like I said, God bless them, for taking on that mantle. But. But I'm going to say this. No one. No one will be able to replace him. No one. So I thank you Kevin Conroy. For basically bringing an iconic superhero to life. And basically becoming that hero. To a lot of us. On and off screen. But he's not the only one who lost. This morning, before I was attempting to get ready for work, 
as you saw in the previous video that didn't happen as you can see here it's obvious it didn't happen I looked on Facebook and I saw that a very iconic hero to a lot of people had passed a very iconic figure and at first people were thinking this can't be true it's not from a reliable source but more information started to come in more reliable sources started to talk about it confirm it representatives confirmed it Jason David Frank aka the Green Ranger aka the White Ranger aka the the Red Zeo Ranger the Red Turbo Ranger the Black Dino Thunder Ranger Jason David Frank at age 49 passed away via suicide yeah he passed away via suicide now we don't know what was going on over the past several months it seemed that the last time a lot of us probably saw him you know on screen you know in Power Rangers or in interviews and stuff or at conventions seeing him in person he looked good he looked great he seemed to be fine but then this happens this happens and it's just hard to take in because this guy didn't even reach 50 and this guy is part of my generation not just part of a show I watched as a teen but basically generation age-wise because I'm 43 he was 49 He's two years older than, he was two years older than my older sister. Four years older than my second older sister. Six years older than me. And it's hard to believe he's gone. But this guy was so committed to Power Rangers that he even took part in fan films. That's right, fan films. Big, well, decently budgeted fan films and presentations. Like a crossover for Power Rangers and Street Fighter, he took part in that. A promotion for the Lord Dragon or whatever uh, alternate version of him in the future was, you know, he took part in that. He dedicated his life, not mostly, but he dedicated a part of his life to the Power Ranger fan base to anything in that he in my opinion unselfishly helped contribute and take part in I don't know if that was to help him cope with what he was dealing with but it's it's hard to believe that he's gone that he's gone now And one of the things I watch, see every time I watch Lewis Love Hogg's videos, Linkara's videos, on the top of the fourth wall, one of the things I always notice in the background on the shelves is this. 
and I had to get one myself. Maybe turn that over. But yeah, I had to get one myself. The Dragon Dagger. This, along with the replica of Saba, are some of the most expensive replica replica props out there, including the, including the Power Morpher replica coins and the Power Power Morpher Power Rangers Morpher and coins that include um, the White Ranger and White type. Uh, yeah, the White Ranger and Green Ranger coins. Sometimes the coins on their own cost a lot more than even the props. But this guy, like I said, he's in the same field that Kevin Conroy is in. You cannot look at a Power Ranger comic book, a fan film of Power Rangers, and you see somebody in the Green Ranger outfit or the White Ranger outfit, and you cannot think Tommy. Or the Red Zeo outfit, you cannot think Tommy. Because it's impossible. When I worked at Walmart, we were selling a lot of stuff. Bandai had the license to them at the time. And I decided to get my hands on them. And to be honest, this one was the most sought after after this. I mean, and this was the most sought after after it because of who they were, who they represented. And I knew I had to get them. And I did. Frank Hill. Frank Hill was generous enough, kind enough to send me all of the metal series of the Power Rangers. And they're all right here, with the exception of the Blue Ranger. I think the Blue Ranger's in the back of my <laughs> in the back of my bed. You know, so I have to take him out. But he was kind enough to send me all all of them. Including this one. Yeah. Can't think of, can't think of, can't think of the Green Ranger without thinking Tommy there. It's just, it's just so, so crazy to think that two icons of childhood from the early 90s, early 90s if you will, are gone. One by suicide. One by cancer that he'd been fighting. Cancer being the cancer one being Kevin Conroy, the suicide, like I say, being Jason David Frank. But what's funny is when you looked at Jason, you didn't see the actor. You saw Tommy. You saw White Ranger, Green Ranger, Black Dino, Thunder Ranger. You know, Red Turbo Ranger for a brief period, Red Zeo Ranger. You didn't see the actor. You saw. Tommy. In one of his last appearances as a Power Ranger, wasn't just you know working with Nickelodeon and a lot of the collaborations, crossovers and stuff. One of the major last times you saw him was with that cameo in the Power Ranger movie that they tried to do in 2017, along with Amy Jo Johnson. 
And that's another thing, too. We always looked at romances in our shows that we grew up with at that time. When it came to Batman, the animated series, we always were behind Batman being with Selina. No matter what Bruce Timm tried to do with Batman and Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, if you will, it was always Batman and Catwoman, Bruce Wayne, Selina, or Bust. The same with Tommy and Kimberly. On Power Rangers, we always wanted it to see. We always wanted to see it happen. We pretty much knew it was going to happen, and it finally did. And when they broke them up, of you know, through a dear John, dear Jane letter, letter, if you will, it um, it pissed a lot of fans off. <laughs> pissed us off, and a lot of folks felt that it was just an excuse. And Lewis Lovehawk, Lynn Carl, who's a big Power Rangers fan, even talked about this in History of Power Rangers. It was just a lame excuse, a lame reasoning to get to get Tommy with Kathleen. Yeah. You know, with Cat, if you will, who was played by Kathleen Southern. And nothing against the Cat character or Kathleen Southern herself. But it's like why would you do that? Why not give us something more appropriate on screen, maybe a moment between them? They didn't do that. The only on screen and moment we ever got between them was with Turbo. And that was it. And nothing else. There was no romantic inklings, you know, reconnections or anything. Nothing. And it pissed a lot of us off. Because just like with Batman and Catwoman, Bruce Wayne, Selina Kyle, Sonic and Sally from Sat A.M. To us, it was either Tommy Oliver and Kimberly or Bust. There was no Tommy and Cat in the picture. As far as we were concerned, it was Tommy and Kimberly. That was it. And that romance helped show, and believe it or not, just like, let's say, Sonic and Sally and Batman and Catwoman, even though we knew the romance was there, it was subtly in the background just enough to focus on the story. And, and that's what made us appreciate Tommy even more. The fact that, you know, the fact that we could relate with him when it came to certain things, like what happened in that episode. We could relate with him. You know, we, and when he made his return in Donaldson, we could relate with him wanting to scratch that itch, itch of wanting to get back out there. And he did. You know, we, we were always excited. Even if we stopped watching Power Rangers religiously, we were always excited to want to see Tommy again, and any time they made the announcement, Tommy's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. Most of those episodes, they would get so many views, so many, the ratings would go up. No one could deny the guy's popularity and the love the fans had for him and that he had for them and the franchise. Even when you saw that Power Ranger Street Fighter crossover that I mentioned, and even that little promo to play into the 
what was it, the grid, glass, whatever storyline it was, where he played an opposite evil version of himself in the future, those videos here on YouTube got a lot of love. Those videos here on YouTube got so many likes and so many views. It's crazy not to, not to think it's all due to the fact that the, you got the Tommy Oliver, the Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger to be part of it. But yeah, it is sad. It is sad to know that he is no longer with us and it's due to something that we didn't expect to happen. Now I'm, I'm positive that more information, more details are going to come out as the days go on. Exactly, you know, what caused him to go down this path. You know, how it happened. Basically, we're going to get more details. But at the end of the day, there's never going to be another one. There is never going to be another Jason David Frank. There's never going to be another Tommy Oliver. There's not going to be another Green Ranger, White Ranger, Red Zeo, Red Turbo, Black Dino. You know, nothing. There's never going to be another. I mean, when you read the crossover comics like I have over here of the Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers and Justice League and you see him in there. You can't read those lines. Just like I mentioned with Kevin Conroy, you cannot read those lines of Tommy and the Green Ranger without hearing Tommy, without he, hearing, you know, and seeing Jason David Frank as that character. So, I'm going to say this in closing is thank you, Tom. Thank you, Jason, for the memories. You will be missed. Godspeed. And that's all I'm going to say, guys. Leave your thoughts below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere of this. Let me, give, me your, give me your thoughts. Yes, you will get an audio version of this on my BW Roses audio podcast uh, where you'll find all your, at all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. But let me know what your thoughts are. What are your memories of Jason David Frank as Tommy? Have you ever met him at a convention? What was he like? Also, let me know what your memories are of Kevin Conroy as Batman. And do you think he has indeed set an untainable bar that no matter who portrays Batman on screen or vocally in the future or past and present will not be able to reach? Let me know down below. Comment in the live chat. And again, thank you Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank for all the memories. You both will surely be missed.